This shir is dedicated Le'ule Nishmas Rachaleya Bas Rab Arya Tzvi on the occasion of her tenth year at site. May her neshama have an aliyah and may she be speedily reunited with her loved ones. Perak Base. What if I told you that you were amazing, that you are incredible, that when it comes to what you can do, the sky's the limit. You have no boundaries. You are able to do whatever you put your mind to. Why is this? You have inside you a godly soul. This godly soul gives you the power to change the world. Where does it come from? How do we get it? What does it do? All these things the Altarebbe now begins in Parak Base explaining. What are the characteristics of the godly soul? How does, it, how, how does she express herself? The Altrebbe begins by telling us that this soul is considered a second soul. It is called the Nefesh Hashemis, the second soul. Why? Number one, it comes in to us. Second, the Nefesh Bahamis, the animal soul, comes into us at birth. The Nefesh Elikis, the godly soul, comes in slowly. At each different occasion, it arrives more and more revealed until finally at Bar or Bat Mitzvah, the Nefesh Elikis, the godly soul, enters fully. It is therefore called the second soul. It is also called the second soul because it is secondary to the first soul. The Nefesh Bahamis, the animal soul, is the more important soul. Why? Because that is the reason that we are in this world. We are in this world to elevate our Nefesh Bahamis, to make it godly, to make it do godly things, to elevate the world. The Nefesh kiss coming from on high, close to God, comes down into this world without even wanting to, for the sole purpose of elevating the Nefesh Bahamas, the animal soul. It is therefore secondary to the animal soul and is called the second soul. And what is it? Where does it come from? The Altarebbe now tells us a quote from Eov, from Job, and adds a word at the end that makes all the difference. The Altarebbe says that this soul is chelek eleika mimal. It is a part of God above. And the Altarebbe adds the word mamash, really. This is not hyperbole. This is not a figurative statement. This is a literal truth that inside each and every one of us, there is a part of God. We are literally godliness enclosed in a body. There is a story of the Freya de Kareba, the previous Chabad Rebbe, who was in jail for trying to spread and keep Yiddishkeit, Judaism, alive in the Soviet Union. And while he was there, somebody came in to take a picture of him. He was in the middle of davening, he was praying, and he motioned that they should wait and come back when he had finished praying. And they left, came back later, and took a picture of him. How did they even think that in jail they were going to not take a picture of the prisoner because he had requested? And what the Rebbe explains 
is that when they saw godliness enclosed in a body, they were sensitive to that and they didn't take the picture. In the previous Rebbe, this godliness was revealed. Inside each of us, it's hidden. But we all have inside us a literal heart of God. And this soul has incredible capabilities. On the one hand, mimal, it's spiritual. It comes from an high. It comes from an incredibly spiritual, revealed godliness place in heaven. And it comes down here, mamash, into the physical Gashmias world. And that is the strength of the neshama, of the nefesh halakis. The godly soul is able to put these two together, to take the world and to elevate it, to infuse godliness into mundane objects and mundane actions every day of our lives. The al now continues by proving that the neshama is a literal part of God. And he starts with Adam, with the first man. God created Adam out of earth and water, shaped him. And then we are told, Vayifach ba'apav nishmas chayim. God blew into him a soul of life. What is the significance of this verse? When a person speaks, they can speak for a very long time. Hours, in fact. And every so often, breathing, getting some more air. When a person blows... This blowing takes up a lot of energy. This blowing can't go on for too long. After a few minutes, we need to stop and rest. Why is this? Says the Zohar that when a person blows, they blow from their innermost part. And this verse is teaching us that what God did was give us an Ashama from his innermost part. We're not from an external part of God. We're not from a side part of God. We come from God's essence. And even though this verse is referring to Adam, to the first man, the Altarebbe continues with something that we say every day. We thank God for our soul and we say you blew it into me. So it's not just that God blew an ashama into Adam, the first man, but God blows an ashama into every single Jew from his innermost parts. When God created the world, he did it through ten mamaras, ten sayings. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And all the things in the world were created with those ten sayings, not Jewish neshamas. God blew them into us. They come from his innermost parts. And the Altuibah now tells us that in comparison to speech, our neshamas come from God's thoughts. There is a big difference between thought and speech. They both reveal something. When you think, you are revealing something to yourself. When you speak, you are revealing something to others. The world and all the creations in the world were created with God's speech. It's external. 
Godliness is not revealed. However, the neshama, created with God's thoughts, is internal. It reveals God. Our neshamas come from a level in God's thoughts called Chachma. Chachma is a level commonly referred to as wisdom, a level in godliness that is extremely high, where godliness is revealed in a very strong way. The Altarebbe continues that we are called children of God. What's the connection? We have just said that our neshamas come from God's thoughts, from his chachma. And the Al-Jabba now continues that we're God's children. B'ni b'chari Yisrael. Israel, the Jewish people, are my firstborn son. What is the connection? Children originate in their father's brain. By bringing these two psukim, that we are children of God, the Al-Turebbe is again proving that we come from God's Chachma, from his Machshava, from his thoughts. All children originate in the brain of their father. And therefore, if we are God's children, then we come from his thoughts, from his Chachma. The Al-Turebbe goes a step further and explains to us that God's wisdom is nothing like our wisdom. God and his wisdom are one. This is not something that we can understand. Because when we think and we understand something, there are a few different stages and levels of what we are thinking. There is the brain, there is the person, and there is the material that is being understood. In Hebrew, there is the mada, yaideya, and yadua. Three different things. In God, they are all one. God is the ability to understand, the person who is understanding, and the to topic that is being understood. All three things are one with God. And therefore, when we say that God and his Chachma are one, this is something totally different than human Chachma. So when we say that we are God's Chachma, we are in effect saying that we are one with God. Because God and his Chachma are one. And as the Rambam Maimonides explains, this is not something that we can understand. The Altarebbe now addresses an interesting discussion. There were some Jewish philosophers, principally the Maharal of Prague, who said that the Rambam's statement that God being the knower, the known, and the knowledge is not descriptions that we should attribute to God. God is above all descriptions. And therefore, they said, this is not something that we agree with. God is limitless. Don't put God into a box. The Altarebbe says in the Hagar, in the note, that the Kabbalists agree with the Rambam, with one stipulation. We're not talking here about God's essence. God's essence is infinite. What we are talking about is a lower level of godliness in which this knowledge known and knower can be applied to God.
God can put himself into lower levels through a process of tzimtzum that we will discuss in a later chapter. And now the Alter Rebbe comes with another question. All souls come from God's essence. But really, aren't there different souls? Could the soul of Moses, of the patriarchs, Avraham, Yitzchak and Yaakov, be the same as the souls of our generation? Aren't there different souls depending on a person's level? Are we all the same or are we all different? There are souls that we can compare to souls of the feet, the lowest level of a person's body. And then there are souls that can be compared to a person's head, the highest part of the body. Depending on generations, we can talk about our generation as the heel, the generation before the coming of Mashiach. And then we can talk about the generation in the time of Moses and the patriarchs that their neshamas were from a much higher level. Even within generations, in one generation we can have a few people, each with a different level of neshama. So how does that work? The Altarebbe reiterates, before he answers this question, that yes, every single soul comes from God's level of Chachma Ilah, from the supernal level of Chachma, of wisdom. How each soul comes out different is going to include a discussion going back to the marshal, the parable of the father and the son and also a little bit of a description of how God contracts himself to put himself in a more revealed, a more concealed way that enables God to create the world. These questions will all be answered in the next year. So go out, do something special. You have an unlimited power inside you. Use it to the fullest.